Let's get it. What's up? What's up, Trey? How you doing, my guy? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have such very exciting news today. The Christmas Day games for 2022 have dropped, and they are fantastic. The first one is a seven-game series rematch between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Trey, what's your first impression on this rematch? Oh, wow. I love the selection, man. Um, I think it's going to be a great game first off. You know, that series was so exciting. But, um, you know, if you remember back, Milwaukee was doing that without Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Chris is back and he's healthy for this game. I'm taking Milwaukee on that one, bro. I think I'm going to take Milwaukee, too. I know that Boston just went to the finals, but it, it, since we like are having to make picks, that Chris Middleton thing's big because you look back last year, a lot of people said if he played, Boston would not be in that series against Golden State in the NBA Finals two games from a world championship. So who knows? But I know it's going to be a fantastic game, and I think it's a perfect one to kick us off you know, on the East and sticking on the East, the next game is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers and the New York Knicks. Who you got in this one? Uh, this, I mean, this is, I think this is a walk in the park. I mean, if you don't, if you don't choose the team with Joel Embiid and you choose the team with Julius Randle, who doesn't know how to use his right hand, then you're kind of, kind of out there, but um, maybe it'll be a little bit Stephen A. Smith of you, but um, <laughs> I'm taking the Sixers all day on this one, man. I feel like that's a no brainer. Yeah, I know you'll be hammering whatever line it is. I don't care if it's 20. I'm still hammering the Sixers, even oh. even, even if it's at the Garden. Like, <laughs> Oh, I, I think it is at the Garden. But the thing is, is like Joel Embiid two years ago, he they got when they got bounced in the bubble, after they got bounced in the bubble, they didn't have a Christmas Day game. And he goes, oh, I guess I'm not good enough. I guess we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. This is his first ever career, first career ever uh, Christmas Day game. Wow. So he's going to come out and put on a show, bro. Absolutely. I didn't know that. That's crazy. You know, he's going to have one of them 40 balls where he has like 18 rebounds to go along with it. Joe is going to be going. Six blocks. Yes, dude. Speaking of really good big men, the third matchup of this Christmas schedule fe- features a two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, against the Phoenix Suns in Denver. I know this is your hometown, so I, I probably can guess who you're going to pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, baby. Gotta go with the Nugs. But um, I also think, man, that, that altitude is huge. Going up to Denver, is it's not fun to do. You know, even when I go back up there, I, I'm sucking wind and I'm not even running playing basketball. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's going to be huge. And I think the addition of Jamal Murray back this season and if MPJ can stay healthy with that back issue he's been having, I, I think the, the Nuggets are a very, very lethal team in the West this year. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take them on the on the dog line for uh, Christmas that day. I do too, man. I'm I'd love to get your opinion on them a little bit later. We'll talk uh, more about these teams individually later in the podcast. But let's just keep giving our picks, keep it rolling. This fourth game, you it's not Christmas if the Lakers don't play, man. So the Lakers are going to Dallas. They're playing Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. LeBron versus Luka. I love this matchup. Who you got in this one? Dude, this one's interesting because I feel like this all relies on health, the health of Anthony Davis. Because, um, you know, like you just said, Luca and LeBron, the only thing is, is LeBron can guard Luca and Luca really can't guard LeBron. Mm-hmm. So then how is AD going to match up against Christian Wood in that new matchup? I wonder how that's going to work down there. I think it's going to be a good game. I, I really think the Lakers are going to be better this year than they were last year, but I 
No, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I think just because it's LeBron, dude, I feel like LeBron could drop 60 any any given day. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to take I, I think so too, because man, LeBron on Christmas, bro, like you exactly. just, he, he's big time. He always shows up for those Christmas games. I'm taking the Lakers as well. Um, agree more. Our final game is one that you and I have a lot, a lot of rooting interest in. And that's between John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies versus Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. There's no finals rematch. The NBA decided to fly Ja and the Grizzlies out to the Bay to play the defending world champions to nightcap Christmas Day. Who you got in this one? Call 12. I shouldn't even ask. I, I you, you know who I got to. You know who I got to. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies, man. Hopefully, my prayer for the Grizzlies is Jaron Jackson is back, so we can was, see a full blown rematch between these two teams. I, I'd love to see that, bro. I was just about to say that same thing. I mean, of course, I'm gonna say the Grizzlies because like that's my team now. Come on now, but <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I feel like if Trips back, I think I would take the Grizzlies, but like I feel like. It's gonna it's gonna linger a lot on that and the health of him. Um, I like he's he's an influential part to our team. So absolutely, bro. And I think I think the Warriors. Do you have them? Let's let's jump back into these teams. Do you have the Warriors repeating just off the bat? Like I know that's a big question, but who do you have if you had to pick today? Somebody winning the uh, next year's championship. Oh man. There's so many questions in the NBA right now, like what the hell is going on in Brooklyn and what's going to happen. But like, I feel like if those three stay together and commit for the whole season, they could be really lethal up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Granted, how committed are you going to have Ben Simmons and Kyrie? Mm-hmm. And now Kevin Durant with all these reports coming out, which we can get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, so that's all up in the air. Really? I mean... Can't really trust playoff Paul George. Mm-hmm. Can't trust small game James. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Miami to come out of the East next year. You do? I, I do. Mm-hmm. I think they come out of the East. And in the West, man, the West is so wide open. But I think I would probably, if they, if they can stay healthy and no one not have like any catastrophic injuries, I think I would say the Warriors again because they brought back most of their core. The only people they lost are Gary Payton and um, Juan Toscato. Maybe, I think they maybe lost one or two more players, but like didn't lose any like huge key players like Jordan Poole or Wiggins or anyone coming off the bench that was huge and influential for them. Um, I think I think I would probably have the Warriors coming back out of the East. But then uh, I probably have them repeating the whole thing, actually. Yeah. Like, your thought process was the exact same as mine because I feel like they're the safest pick right now. Um, because Phoenix, I don't, I think they're going to flame out just like they did last year. And when I look at the West, like you said, you can't trust PG. I feel like he has kind of like that Clippers run with, where they went to the conference finals and Kawhi was down. I feel like that proved that he can play in the playoffs, but I don't know if they can stay healthy because we've been saying the Clippers for years and years on end and it just hasn't came around i feel like the warriors are the safest pick like you said they didn't lose much that gary payton thing i was really torn by that at first then i saw the divincenzo thing come across the screen it was like all right i mean that may even be an upgrade so who knows i think i think and and them are gonna be right back there 
Well, yeah, and DiVincenzo took a pay cut, too, so they could try and re-sign Draymond. So if they can keep that core together, too, I mean, damn. Yeah, uh, like, I I agree. What's what's a win total for the Lakers, you're saying? They're playing the Mavs on Christmas, but just as like a, like a season win total, what is your first number that comes to mind? Because this is probably the hardest team to predict going uh, into. I, 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 you have LeBron and AD, but the rest of the roster, to me, is just dog shit, so. Okay, yeah. I was thinking the same thing today. So mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, really, I think the only player I know besides Westbrook, AD, and Braun on that team is like Austin Reeves. Yeah. And that says something. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, I don't know, man. I think I think they could get into like the 9-10 range. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably like 43 two through 45 wins mm-hmm. is what I could see just like barely above 500. Um, but like, I don't think they will be as bad as they were last year. I think, I think the coaching change, I think Darvin Ham's going to be a good coach. Um, I'm excited to see how he implements his system that he had in Milwaukee over to LA, um, especially with AD. Cause you know, AD and Giannis, I mean, Giannis is way more freak athlete than AD, but like, don't get me wrong at all. But um, like, you know, AD can step out to the three and, and bang threes and, you know, he's still good on the inside, a great defensive player. So I'm excited to see what he can do with LeBron, AD and Westbrook. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them like a top five seed at all. No I, way. I wouldn't either. I think they're going to be like more of a seven or eight. I, I like the like number range. I just, I think of like 44 wins, you know, going, 44 and whatever the loss total would be I, barely above 500. That's where I'm at with them too. Um, how I'm super, like I, I keep seeing people that are super high on the Denver nuggets because MPJ is back because Jamal Murray's back. But I keep thinking of all the back injuries Michael Porter's had. And then I, I get Jamal Murray was crazy two years ago in the bubble, but I mean, he did have an ACL tear that kept him out a long, long time. Do you think they can just roll right back into, you know, where they left off? Because they went to the conference finals two years ago as well. Well, I read multiple reports during the season that really, like, concerned me about Jamal Murray. And it, the reports were he's, his knee is healthy enough to play. He's not comfortable playing on it yet. Oh. So he sat out a whole extra season when he could have came back and tried to help you kick. Um, and, like, granted, you get more time, but at that at that point, if you're uncomfortable playing on your knee, that means you're not getting the reps and trying to get like where you need to be to play in the NBA. So I don't think that he's going to come back like he was in the bubble. I don't think he's going to like have that form again for at least a year, if ever again. Mm-hmm. And then my also thing with MPJ, dude, I love him. I think he is so good, but dude, this is his second back surgery. Mm-hmm. he had one coming like after two games at missouri or something like that i think it was like two or three games at missouri and then he had to like stop playing and get back surgery they drafted him just because of like potential had a great rookie year great rookie year and then came back last year and got hurt again hurt of back and had to get another surgery so like backs are backs are so if he i like i don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy ever again I, I pray he does because I love I love him. but like I those backs really the back injuries scare me more than knee injuries to be honest. 
Mm -hmm. I feel like for him, this year's really going to make or break that massive ass contract he got a couple years ago because of his performance in the bubble. Uh, Jamal Murray, I, I don't know. I feel like he can look somewhat to normal because he wasn't a super freak athlete to begin with. So he didn't rely on that. But MPJ, when you have back shit going on since you're 18 years old, there's something bigger there, I feel like, because I feel like Jamal Murray was more of a freak thing. I don't know how I feel about Denver. They got better around the ed edges. That's the thing. I loved the trade for KCP. You needed a 3 and D guy that can spot up around Jokic. That was fantastic. Going out and getting Bruce Brown, just a guy to give your team a little bit more like rough edge. I feel like that was a really good pickup as well. Dude, I agree. I love that Bruce Brown pickup too. He's like a bulldog, bro. Like he's I, I loved that pickup. I thought that was probably one of the better ones that they made all offseason. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the Knicks real quick, and that would be the final. We'll touch on the Knicks and Celtics, and we'll move on to uh, different stuff. But just to wrap this Christmas thing up, the Knicks, I mean, they've been really busy this offseason, the whole Jalen Brunson ordeal. They got Isaiah Hartenstein as their backup center coming in. Do you feel that um, that moved the needle from them? Because they didn't even make the play-in. Do you see them as a – you know, scrape like bottom of the barrel play in team, or do you see them as a top six seed next year? Uh, I don't see them as a top six seed at all. I think they're going to, I think they'll be like probably in like the, and right in that play in range, but as what you said, maybe even miss the play in. Um, mm. I like Brunson. I really like Brunson, but I don't know how he's going to work with Barrett and, um, and Randall. Mm. So that's, I think that's going to be very interesting to uh, see, especially because like Julius Randle still has been refusing to use that right hand. And like RJ Barrett was better with it last year, mm. but Jalen Brunson's so small that like Julius is going to be able to have to finish with both hands because Jalen's not going to be able to drive in the paint and, and finish like RJ Barrett is. Mm. And, um, or even Kimba, like Kimba, he wasn't finishing above the rim, but he was still a prominent finisher at the rim last yeah. year when he did play. So um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I honestly think that was probably one of my free agent signings that I liked the least this, this off season. Mm -hmm. Just because the contract was so big and I mean, he was a great backup point guard, but like he hasn't been proven as a starting point guard. I, I was at that exact same point when it happened because Jalen Brunson, just right when you look at it, him getting over $100 million is outrageous to me. But then I started to think about the development of R.J. Barrett. R.J. is a guy that hasn't had any sort of reliable point guard next to him, feeding him the ball, and I feel like that could help for his development. And for R.J., I was listening to um, – it was pick a side and through the wire. They did a collab. They, they both have a great podcast, but I didn't, I had to cite them because their question was so good. It was like, this is RJ's fourth year. Do you see him more being an Andrew Wiggins type guy who you surround with talent and can excel there? Or do you see him as a Jalen Brown kind of shot creator that he can be? Do you think like, which one of those do you see RJ Barrett leaning towards Jalen Brown or Andrew Wiggins? As in like, as in like, all-star like role player is that like what you yeah exactly um i could i could see either way i could see both i could see both happening i liked rj Garrett a lot coming out of duke mm -hmm. uh, i thought i thought he was a great player and like 
to be honest, I thought that RJ even had a chance to go too. Thank God the Grizzlies were smart and took job. Yeah. I like, thought they, yeah. So, but like I was high on him. I was really high on him coming out of college. And like, I still feel like he has a chance to develop. I mean, if you think about it, we kind of, I think we kind of think down on RJ because he is going into his fourth year, but also look at the other people who are going into their fourth year. It's like Jean Moran, Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many crazy players have come out of that draft. Mm-hmm. It's where it's just like, we look at RJ and we're like, wow, he's not developing as fast or what whatnot. But like, mm-hmm. I think, I think he could develop into that all-star player. Not, I wouldn't call him like a superstar player. But I think he could be like a great player along to a superstar, like a Clay. I could see him becoming a Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I, I could. I, I'm somewhere in the middle of those two because I they made a case for Jalen Brown, and like I could see it. I'm like, and then they'd be like, well, he is kind of stiff. I could see him being like Andrew Wiggins, but I just don't see. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about RJ yet. I could see him maybe making one or two All Star teams, but I feel like it'd have to be one of those Dejounte Murray type All Star where you like sneak in off somebody getting injured and or Andrew Wiggins, where you like somehow start because you're on the best team in the league. Like I just, I don't know. I'm not sold on RJ yet. I think he's, I mean, he's average, you know, close to 20 points in this league. So like, he's, he's a good player. I just don't know if you can, if he can lead you to the promise line. I know he can't be the best player on a contender. I know that. That's that's facts. And actually, I'm going to take back my statement because that was dumb. I don't think he could be as good as Clay Thompson, but like maybe <laughs> like maybe like a Chris Middleton type of player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good comparison too. just like like a sidekick kind of kind of guy. Exactly. I think, yeah, I, 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 I like that. I like that. Well, let's get into your stuff now. I've done enough blabbering about my shit. So. Uh, no, you're good, brother. I'm having the best time. I'm having mm-hmm. the best time. So uh, I enjoyed you and Coop's pod yesterday, bro. It was amazing. I enjoyed uh, listening to your guys' league pass teams. Um, first off, could not agree more with the Pistons, dude. I am so excited to uh, watch them this year. I think the explosiveness of Jaden Ivey, like you guys said. Jalen Duren's just a monster at the rim. I love those two draft picks. And then, you know, like Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, they have a great, great young team. So I'm excited to see what they grow to if they can keep that core together. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so with that being said, um, <coughs> sorry, one sec. All right, you're good. Uh, the team um, you're about to name, I can't believe that like Cooper and I didn't even, didn't even cross our minds. So go uh, ahead, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the ceiling is for the uh, Pistons this year? The Pistons, I see them like the absolute ceiling is like a six seed. I, it, it would not absolutely shock me if they avoided the play plan. It would surprise me, but I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's their ceiling. I don't see them being a top five seed. But right. if the Pistons right. get somewhere between six to ten, that's a success in my opinion. Absolutely. I, I totally agree right there. And then, uh, yeah, so I was sitting there listening on my – listening on my phone today mm. and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, are they, are they not going to say this team? I was like, this might be the most exciting team yet. It is. The new Orleans Pelicans with Zion coming back, bro. I cannot wait to see. I mean, they were, they were exciting last year. They brought the uh, Suns to six mm. and um, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a fun series to watch. And then if they come back and Zion's dominant and they keep him under that weight clause that he has watch out i feel like they are gonna be like like really good i could see them being a top five seed if, if he is 
healthy and B.I.'s healthy and they can keep that Valanchunas playing like he is. They got Herb Jones coming off the bench with Alvarado. I love that team that they have working down there, bro. They they have something cooked in. Absolutely, and I can't wait to see how Zion and CJ coexist, much less oh. Brandon Ingram if he gets going. Like, I don't know who the hell they're going to defend, but they're going to be they're going to put up some damn numbers. I'll tell you that. They're going to be really really fun to watch because people forget that Zion's the only player in the history of this league to average above 25 points on over 60% shooting from the field. So it's just really, really scary what New Orleans ceiling is. I don't, I can't even put a ceiling on them. That's how high I am on them. Dude, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, if they get hot at the right time, you know, people make runs in March Madness all the time. They could, they could win the finals, bro. Absolutely. They have the talent too. Like they are, they're a really loaded team down there, especially like you said with CJ. I like, that's going to be a fun team to watch. I'm really, really excited for that, bro. Absolutely. Really. Bro, I'm so glad I'm so glad you caught that cuz that I can't believe we talked about them yesterday. That was yeah, that's one of the most fun teams in the NBA. I think everyone can agree on that for sure. Dude, I yeah, they're going to be I feel like they're going to be really fun to watch. Just the highlights too, you know. I've I, we haven't seen Zion fly in like a year and a half, dude. So Exactly. It's time. Yeah, absolutely. Um did you see what KD tweeted like I think it was like 20 30 minutes ago? It was about yeah. You did. You shut, yeah. shut that. Shut that report down real quick. Yeah, you did. Whatever I'd seen that report. By the way, for everyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, like the report came out. Like this anonymous executive said, "I can see KD retire before he plays for the Nets." In my head, I'm like, "Dude, KD's a hooper. He's not retiring for shit." Like, I'm sorry, he likes to play too much. He's not doing that. And of course, KD tweeted. He was like, "Yeah, don't trust anonymous sources over me. This shit's comedic at this point." Yeah, no, that was, that was, well, when I first saw it, I was like, no way. Mm. I was like, maybe he'll like hold out a training camp just because he doesn't want to like do training camp, but like, then he'll come back for the season. There's no way he would retire. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either. Do you have, do you know, like, do you have any idea of where he's going or like any thoughts on that? Um, dude, I think. I think that Boston thing is really interesting just as because of his relationship with Emo Adoka. Mm-hmm. And he loves JT as well. And like, I also meant to ask you, bro, like, do you think that um, the Celtics, like, do you think they may have burnt bridges with uh, Jalen Brown? Because I mean, how many times has he been in trade rumors, dude? Like, this is getting absurd. I that's I thought it once that report came out about how they had already offered him I I thought the bridge was burnt and then another report I I don't know if I'm believing everything I see but like JB said he's still like our report came out that he still like wants to be a Celtic for life like I don't know man Jalen Brown does yeah because because he had tweeted shaking my head at it and then like a, right. like a like the reported came out. He was like, he still wants to be a Celtic and stuff. But I, if I was him, I'd be I'd be pretty damn upset. Like I we we're just two games from an NBA title, and like you you're shopping me around at this point. I wouldn't do the trade if I was Boston. He was the best player in the finals too, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Like like I would I'd be I'd be like yo like I was better than Jason Tatum. Why aren't you shopping him? Mm-hmm. Like. And then they also were talking about trading Marcus Smart too with with Jalen Brown, and it's like, bro, that's like, those were the two best players in the finals. But then yes. like, 
if you trade Marcus Smart, that's the heartbeat of your defense. Exactly. Like you can't, you can't do that. That would just be the worst trade possible. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, it would make no sense. Much less, like I wouldn't even like, because whenever they had just said like it was Jalen Brown and a bunch of picks, I'm like, why would you trade your entire future? We haven't even seen what JB can be yet. Like that's the thing. Like we, uh, like he's still really young. And KD could, you know, sign a four-year deal and leave in eleven months, just like he did with Brooklyn. So, I don't, I don't get that. Why mortgage your future for a player like that right now? His Dude, I, his image is at an all-time low, I think. KD, mm-hmm. I agree, dude. Well, these reports that are coming out too, like, there's, I don't know who to believe to be honest like i don't i don't believe that kd will do that but like the stuff with Kyrie and then like james harden and kd are close again and he might want to go to the 76ers have you seen those reports yeah yeah i just like, i don't know what philly has to offer i really don't didn't besides maxi didn't they just hate each other like yeah. he literally said like it's fine we don't need we don't need him here mm he left for Philly. Now they're good again. Like what? It just makes no sense, man. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride of an off off season. But like Brooklyn, they mortgaged their whole future for KD and Kyrie, and they got burnt, bro. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's stay on Philly for a minute because I think you know no. how against James Harden I am, but I actually think he's gonna have a little bit of a bounce back here in the regular season. I think his numbers are gonna. They're not going to be Houston James Harden, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better than last year on better efficiency. Him and Joel are going to fit better. But I think once it gets tough in the playoffs, I think he will shrink. I think they go deeper. I I could see them making a conference finals run because they did get P.J. Tucker and D'Anthony Melton to bolster their depth. But I don't see them winning a title. I do view them as contenders, though. Do you view them that way? I do. I was going to say, I pick up what you put down there. You said, I think we'll have a better regular season. Mm-hmm. I pick up what you put down. But um, <laughs> it's all game games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. But no, dude, I definitely view them as contenders this year. I think Maxie's, of course, going to take a step forward again. I think he's I think he's a great player. Um, and then, like, the additions of PJ and um, – I'm missing one more. Yeah, PJ. Yep. Yep. Love those two pickups, bro. Especially with Embiid. Because, like, that, I mean, Mel with his steals last year helped the Grizz so much, dude. Mm -hmm. And then PJ on defense is, he's a dog, dude. I would die to have him on my team, bro. Like, he is so good. So, I, I, and then Embiid too, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that team. I think they have a stacked roster. And like, if James can show up in a big game for, mm-hmm. for once, I can see them making a final finals run for sure. I could too. And the Joel thing is like, he's probably still pissed about not winning MVP, so he's gonna come out for blood too. And James Harden, everybody has you know talked wild about him, including me, and they should have. Everybody's talking about this pay cut, how noble it is, but like they have like he's gonna get a max in the future. Like if he's gonna, he's earning, he's in a contract year basically, sh- sign a short term deal so he can get a larger contract. Guess what? In my opinion, he deserved a pay cut. That's just how it was. I don't care that you he he said he damn near averaged triple double whenever like he was in bad shape. 
but it was on horrible efficiency. You can say that about Russell Westbrook right now, who, I mean, he averaged 18, seven and seven last year. That's close to a triple double, but the worst efficient efficiency in the league. So it's like, yeah, I'm like 32% shooting from the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It's just like, it, it cracks me up. Like all these kids on basketball reference that like in my comments saying this shit about Russ, I'm like, bro, if you watch basketball, you can tell he's making his team worse. Like Russ is one of my favorite players. It just is what it is. But it's, yeah, um, it's not hard to watch. I mean, it's really just like exactly. If you watch basketball, you can kind of see. It's not hard to tell when someone shoots a, a three from the wing and hits the side of the backboard. Tell making their team worse. Like <laughs> Bro, I've watched. I've like all the like. I've, I've made like so many videos on him. There's just one clip of him against the Rockets, and it's like the Lakers broadcast is like the one on YouTube, and the guy goes, "Oh my God, Rush just hit the side of the backboard." I'm like, Dude. <laughs> I'm like, this is your home announcer clowning your ass. Like, this is bad, man. That is bad, bro. I would be tough. sad. It is tough. Oh God. Well, that's it's all like I got. Justice Winslow for the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of helmets being handed out on the first three rows, man. Cause them shits. Them balls are flying off the backboard. That's just souvenirs, crazy. bro. He's uh, tossing souvenirs. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. <laughs> That's all I got for today. Uh, you got anything else, bro? Um, I was curious. Did you see what uh Yana said in that interview earlier this oh, morning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what are your thoughts on that? If he were to ever go to uh Chicago, let's just say they keep the roster they have now, but they get rid of DeRozan, so they would have Levine playing the two. Kobe White at the one and Giannis at the three or four. What would you say? I did it. It'd be absolutely lethal. Like Chicago, I'm, I'm honestly high on them even without Giannis going into next year, bro. Because with Zoe back, with Caruso back, like I, uh, I cannot wait to watch that team. I hope they can stay healthy. That's all I care. I'm but if Giannis is on there, if Giannis on any team, you can put him on like the Spurs and they're a contender. Like I, put him on the it, Kings and they'll probably. Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was interesting. I never I never thought I'd heard him say like maybe I will play for Chicago. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I that was my first time ever hearing that too, man. That was crazy because like he's he's pledged his loyalty to Milwaukee his whole career. Like Absolutely. he he loves that city, but I mean now that he's won a championship, maybe he feels accomplished enough to move on, maybe play at the, the house of Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's a real thing. Even though Chicago, like, their recent history hasn't been the best. Like, Michael Jordan played there. There's six banners in that building because of him. So There's a statue out front, bro. It's like. Exactly. Got to. That's like the House of Kobe, too, except they changed the name, which is dumb. But whatever. <laughs> Avids, bro. Avids. Um, all right. That's, that's all I got for today, brother. Trey, as always. That's- Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope you have a great night, my friend. Hey, absolutely, man. I enjoy coming on every time. Thank you for having me, and uh, you have a great night, too, buddy. I'll catch you later. Appreciate it, brody.